Hello and welcome to This is a Token with Alex Munro, the podcast that celebrates all things jewellery. I've spent half a lifetime designing and making jewellery, but what really interests me is what it means to other people. This is a podcast where we ask our guests about the jewellery they cherish most of all. We'll explore the moving, fascinating and often surprising stories connected to each piece and those emotional bonds that we just can't do without. My guest today is the dancer Maya Magri. Maya is currently a principal dancer at the Royal Ballet. She was born in Brazil and received a scholarship to the Petit Dance School in Rio de Janeiro when she was just eight years old. When she was 16, she won the senior age division at the Youth America Grand Prix and the Prix de Lausanne, I knew I was going to get that wrong, um, scholarship and the audience prize in 2011. Maya chose to train at the Royal Ballet School here in the UK. She graduated to the Royal Ballet Company in 2012. There's a kind of hierarchy thing in dancing. So Maya became first artist, then soloist, first soloist and now she's principal dancer so this is really special for me because Maya is our first dancer on the podcast so it's great pleasure and thanks that I welcome Maya Magri to This Is A Token Hey, thanks for coming in, Maya. Hot day. Thank you. Very hot day. Oh. I figure um, you being Brazilian, you might be handling it better than we are. But we've had to, um, just going to tell our listener so that they can feel sorry for us, we've had to shut all the windows in this little room. So we're baking up here. And we might open them later and you'll just have to put up with the sound of um, cars and lorries coming next door. Ingrid's here. She never says anything. So Ingrid, say something. Hello, everyone. She's Italian. Say it in Italian. <laughs> Ciao a tutti. Ciao a tutti from Ingrid. She's technical helper because Maya, I did one a few weeks ago and um, the batteries ran out halfway through oh. and I didn't notice. So oh, okay. um, that's Ingrid's job. Okay. But thank you for coming here. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Say something in Brazilian. Olá, como estamos? Que calor. <laughs> and then England. Hello. <laughs> We've got it. <laughs> I can't speak Portuguese, and that's the one I'd love to get. My nephew's moving there, so it would be so nice to get yeah, Portuguese. Portugal or Brazil? Portugal. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. My partner is learning his English. He's going for the first time this July for my sister's wedding. So he's like, every morning he wakes up at eight and has like two hours of Portuguese lessons. Great. Great. I love it. I've just been to um, Sardinia for a, a little week mm. holiday and it was lovely until I got to the northeast where all the English are and they're just so rude. They go, can I have a pizza or something? He's like, Jesus, learn a couple of words. Yeah. Right? Anyway, yeah, so um, you've been rehearsing away. Do you call it rehearsing or practicing or training? Yeah, so I just finished a rehearsal of a new piece that my partner actually in life and also in in ballet is choreographing for this weekend we're going to Dortmund a gala in Germany and he just finished last week and we're just getting it ready for for the first show the premieres a part of the with the Sibelius music so, with long. Sibelius music yes. right wow okay so first of all there's so much there um, <laughs> how is it so your work with your partner he's a choreographer so he gets to tell you what to do and how you're not doing it right mm, all day long it's difficult now yeah he's very good very talented he's also a principal dancer with the Royal Ballet oh my gosh Matthew Ball and he has this passion for choreography as well and he's started to like do some things here and there 
and because we're getting invited to perform around the world so much, we decided it would be good to have something that's ours to just uh, present. So we spent a few months choreographing, and it's coming to life this weekend in Dortmund. Is that normal for you know couples to both be working together like that? I mean, well, yeah, it's become more and more because it's just the lifestyle is so unique for a dancer and it's just so much easier to when you have somebody that understands what it means and yeah. how hard you have to work and uh, but actually since the covid pandemic Matthew has come up with this like real passion for choreography and I think for everyone covid has made us think about what else in case I can't dance anymore what else am I going to do anymore things like that so he has started off it's not easy I have to say, working with him. <laughs> we do take a lot of it at home in the evenings and discuss that during dinner, after dinner at 12 p.m., uh, a.m. even. Um, oh, that part in the choreography, anything that sparkles, sometimes it's a bit too much. But um, we understand how passionate we are and we just want the best of what we do, really. It's tricky because he's choreographing, he's in the part of the... Mm. So, yeah, we always have to film it or get a friend mm. to come and watch to give us feedback because otherwise it's just... Um, yeah, yeah, this must be like like a director or something where you're in the shot, but you also have to be behind the camera. Yeah. And how do you do that? And yeah, yeah. he's he's majorly multi-talented. So sorry, give us his name again, and we can look him up. And <laughs> Matthew Ball. Matthew yeah. Ball, great. Yeah, okay. Um, so did you meet him over here at the Royal at the Royal yeah, Ballet? Yeah, so we went oh. to his school, the Royal Ballet School together. Yeah. I was a year ahead, but we, he's actually older than me, which is the way I came from Brazil. And they just placed me a, a year above than my year group. He joined a year later and I joined. So I've been with a Royal Ballet company for 10 years. He's done his ninth season. And yeah, we didn't really saw each other in that way until four years ago like we both had relationships outside and and then all of a sudden it just we felt the sparkle and then we started really getting into each other it's, it's like, been amazing actually. i don't actually know that much about it all but <laughs> we've definitely got a thing here like with strictly ballroom that there's a thing that happens you know so half the couples on strictly ballroom kind of get together because when you're dancing together it's kind of quite close and intimate yeah. i guess but, um, we hadn't danced actually together until yeah, until we started seeing each other, which is funny. I don't know, mm. I think life just brought us together and we had so much in common and it's been really amazing. And it can be a bit, you know, too much maybe because we do the same things. And, but we share the same passions and we're like, you know, going in the evenings when we're not performing and watching other, you know, other companies. Or We were actually booked to go and watch King Lear tonight at the Shakespeare Globe and then oh. they, they cancelled because of COVID. Too many people got COVID yeah, and couldn't a, put it together. It's a real problem. And then I think also because there's kind of transport strikes and there's quite a lot of COVID in theatre companies, so yeah. quite a few things are having trouble, aren't they? Um, yeah, I feel like some people really dodged it for a long time and it's catching up. Yeah. Like I was one of them, like I didn't catch anything, not even a code for like two years and a half until I did a couple of weeks ago. But, you know... Well, we, because we make jewellery, we kind of felt that we were in manufacturing. So we kind of stayed open mm. pretty much the whole way through. So mm. there haven't been that many changes for us. I mean, we had to shut the shops and things like that. But mm. we've kind of, you know, got through the whole Guess thing. You can sell it online as well. Yeah, and, you know, we've had the occasion. We've been very lucky, actually. We've had the occasional person get COVID, but we've been very good at testing all the time. And then they've been off. And I guess we're into a new stage of it now. But listen, I want to know... You guys, the pair of you, do you ever come back home and order a pizza and watch telly? 
or can't you even do that? Like, I just imagine the two of you, like, oh, I don't want to do anything. Let's just order pizza and, and some ice cream, and just like slob out. Definitely. You know. Okay. Yeah, it's a must. That's good. Especially because the time we put towards dance for the both of us we make it very intense we really want to be the best of ourselves right there yeah. because otherwise you just feel like you're a bit stuck and we are under a bit of pressure being principals like people yeah. come to watch our shows they book to see us so you know we really take the pressure on in a positive way of course but it is really exhausting so we do have our evenings at home where we just yeah flop flop and decompress and don't and think about it it really. feels yeah. good nice. <laughs> um, tell me just um, out of interest because with ballet am I right in thinking that different countries have their own personality and style so you must have said I want to go to the UK there must have been something about the British style or whatever that you fancied yeah. why was that and what was that and can you explain that to a layman yeah. like me who doesn't really know no of course um, so maybe 12 years ago even I was maybe 16 I was already watching so many videos and we already had the YouTube and I was seeing so many videos of the Royal Ballet Company and mm. I had this amazing DVD of La Bayadere and that I used to watch all the time and I really fell in love with the company I was just watching it over and over again and I just told myself this is the company I want to go to and I had a teacher who she worked in Stuttgart Ballet for 11 years her name is Patricia Salgado and she came to teach us she taught me from age 12 to 16 and she just had this really fresh thing about her like you have to get a job outside Brazil because dance in Europe for example it's just like it's this huge thing and you have the talent and the capacity to to make it that far so she really trained me to get me out of mm. Brazil only because it's maybe one or two major companies in the whole country we have amazing dancers but mm. we just don't value um, like we do it here and in America and in Russia I don't know if it's because it's, too, it's a hot country or people just would rather be outside than indoors I don't know I don't know what it is but there's something missing there there is this you know investment missing there in Brazil um, so I, that's why I left Rio de Janeiro and really wanted to join the Royal Ballet straight away but went to the Royal Ballet School because I was too young to make it to the company yeah. I still joined when I was 17 years old which was pretty tough so were you here without your parents without my parents was anyone kind of looking after you or so the school was okay. so the school is very good in that way because they have loads of international students they were really like protective and supportive for the young children we were all like underage and yeah the methodology was different because I had Russian training back in Brazil yeah. um, and then here the English style is you know a lot more about the lines and the you know how you feel the position the legs don't have to be so high but you just have to like really shape it I wish, I wish our listener could see because you just <laughs> went nice with her hands and it was like a swan's <laughs> or something and then I feel like such a clutch did you see that Ingrid she was like I did I could see oh, you've got such nice oh. So, oh, yeah. dear. so it was really nice to work on that and I think from having a bit of both trainings it really helped mm. me to stand out mm. and when the director came to see a class when I was still at Royal Ballet School he really saw something special in me and also because our uh, repertoire now in the company is so varied you mm. do from the pure classics like Sleeping Beauty and Swan Lake and also loads of new creations contemporary stuff socks work bare feet so it's good to yeah. have a bit of both you don't want to get stuck in yeah. one sort of training and and yeah it was, it was just I don't know I just really loved it almost from what DVDs from the company. So tell me, the dance that you loved and watched over and over again in Brazil, can my listener 
find it and watch it. What's oh my it? god, what is it? yes, of course. So Marianela you... Nunes, and I have a good story about it actually. Right, yeah. Um, she is Argentinian, He's, she's been a principal for, I don't know, maybe 20 years with the company. She's amazing. And she was almost my guardian when I joined mm. the Royal Ballet School because you needed like someone, an adult to take care of you. And she was really lovely. We lived very close. And she actually gave me my first Alex Morrow. Ah. She gave me the silver feather there. What, in, actually, when you were in London? Uh, yes. How that cute. Was, that was, what, 10, um, yeah, 11 years well, ago. Well, let's, let's look at that piece. So it's lovely because Maya's brought in lots of my jewellery, which, which is lovely. And actually, we're kind of almost neighbours because um, the Royal Ballet is in Covent Garden mm -hmm. and we've got a shop in Covent Garden. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of, I walk past the back of E&O mm -hmm. and every so often the, the screen's open at the back and you can see onto the stage and all the seats and it just looks really exciting. Mm -hmm. But the first piece, tell, yes, tell me so about it. So the sad story about it is that I had it for eight years and then I had a massage one day and it fell and I, I lost it ah. completely. And I was gutted and I even I didn't even tell Nella that I lost the jewellery. And then I mentioned it to another teacher of me and she had remembered that I loved that jewellery. And as soon as I got promoted to principal, this teacher, Nicola Trenat, she's... She was lovely. She was my first teacher at the Royal Ballet School. She went and bought exactly the same, but she she Aww. gave it to me saying like, I don't want you to, I want you to feel like it's the one you've had for 10 years. It's just a replacement and I wanted to give you something meaningful. I always say, Nella, this is still the one that you gave me because I don't want to create a thing about it. But, you know, it has, yeah, unfortunately, well... Yeah, that's so it, cute. It's here so, and it's gorgeous. It's so the story. So this is like the little feather, and it's really funny from a jeweler's point of view because jewelers often try and make feathers. And I'm going to do clumsily draw some analogy between dancing and jewellery because what you're trying to do is in jewellery is you're trying to recreate something like a feather and make it really feathery but you're using metal and you need to sort of trick the person and I think it's the same in ballet you're trying to create something but you're not you're not actually a swan or you're not flying through so you have to sort of use techniques to do that yeah so I was making feathers over and over again and they were never quite feathery enough and I really wanted to do this one and um, whenever I go on a walk I kind of collect like my sketchbook is just full it's not up here I'll show you it's just full of bits twigs and leaves and stuff that I'm collecting all the time because mm -hmm. it's so visual but I was just looking for this feather and I would always collect feathers and I'd go back and make them and it never quite worked and um, and it was getting really frustrating and then one night um, you know when you're in bed and your head's on your pillow and you get like an itchy spiky thing and it's like oh what is that and I pulled it out and it was it was a feather and it went into this little shape and I was like oh my gosh that's my feather so I put it by my bed and then the next day I kind of drew it and brought it into work and then I started making it so that's where that feather comes from it was exactly the right one I wanted but it's kind of cute little one with a nice jaunty little yes, curve on it. Yes, the details are um, great. And it's, you know, we can see the, the little, there are some little gaps, which gives you the feeling of like, um, that it's moving, that yeah. it's actually a soft thing, it's not like a piece of metal. I think I'm going to carry on making feathers forever though, because yeah, it'll never be right, because I'm always going to want to improve. But I just have to say, my, you've got a really nice necklace on that really suits you as well. And that's got two feathers on. Do you know where that's three, from? Actually. Oh, has it got three? Didn't see I do not know where so I got nice. it from. So nice. I got it from um, Zenaida Yanovsky. She's, um, she's a former ballet dancer, principal dancer with the Royal Ballet. She coached me for my first ever Swan Lake. And she gave it to mm. me as a gift. Yeah, it wasn't like a, 
um, you know, design shop. But it's so lovely. It's a gold, one gold, one big silver and one small silver. It's gorgeous. I like it. Can we photograph it and, and yes. share that one as well? Because yes. obviously even gorgeous. your ring, that ring is kind of feathery. Is it like ballet dancers in Swan Lakey? Like feathers are really kind of like ballet dancers thing. Definitely. There's a, there's a story about <laughs> this one as well. So I got it from my partner, Matthew Bow, um, after my premiere of Swan Lake. It's a Vashi one, actually. And has the date, so it's almost like an M for Mayara. Yeah, lovely. But also like a wing wings. That's so so it's it's got a bit of both, and That's it's got so the date cute. of my first show of Swan Lake inside engraved. Aww. So a very special ring as well. Well, can we? Because you're wearing great jewelry. You've brought along three pieces of mine, which is lovely. But you're also wearing three pieces. Well, you've got those amazing earrings. So I don't know where it's from, but got it from my, my partner as well. You've got to say, dear listener, this is top partner because he seems to be not only well trained by you I suspect but also he's got good taste or do you I mean are these his, his own he does have really good taste actually I had to lead him into giving me jewellery only because yeah. I, I well he <laughs> needs so he needs choreography as much out. as you do right <laughs> choreographer size him into the jewellery shop I literally I always <laughs> said like if you're gonna give me something because he wasn't he was never very good to get me clothes he gave me a couple of pieces that I didn't really like and I had to go back to the shop and change. Mm. And then I was just like, give me something nice, you know, jewelries, you know, we can save it forever. If you don't lose it, you literally have it forever. And that's yeah. something that my mom always told me. Like, if you want to give something nice to someone, go and get them a nice piece of jewelry. And and I just have this this real, I just love Alex Morris um, sort of jewelry because it's so it's so detailed and it's so, oh, it's just it's just gorgeous. I, I love looking at them and I'm wearing them. And also it's not as extravagant. I mean, well, me saying that, Brazilian, we like heavy jewellery with like big things but for the day you know they're looking like a ballerina in the studio you kind of like want to have something just simple but pretty and but that's what you're wearing that it looks great yeah so I feel like all the ballerinas just go for the feathers actually I feel so privileged (laughs) that you've got you've got um Jewelry of mine after doing an amazing thing like Swan Lake. Swan Lake, I just remember as a kid, my parents used to bring me up to London to see the Royal Ballet and we'd watch the ballet and watch Swan Lake. And it was like this amazing sort of adventure that I would come on. But I haven't been to the ballet since I've been a grown up. Which is bad, right? I mean, I've seen some like some modern things. We were talking about mutual friends and there's the amazing... um, Helen Wellington, who is what's she called? Massage, but she's like she's very much a treatment massage yeah, person, isn't she? She works with you know trying to help dancers get through injuries as well. So she really understands yeah. the body and tries to like help us um, understand it also to heal things because yeah. throughout our careers, if you're doing something wrong, you can get very bad injuries. And she's a very good masseuse and yoga teacher. She's a gorgeous person as and well. And generally she's a good person. Just generally. Yeah. And then when I was kind of looking you up, I noticed that you'd been kind of inspired inspired by Darcy Bustle a bit and um, the mum of my really good friend is called Anya Sainsbury and so she was a dancer and then she was at um, Sadler's Wells for a while and um, I think she had a big birthday party so I had a nice evening sitting next to Darcy Bustle so I got to meet her which was lovely and I think I've seen her do a little performance but I haven't really been to the proper ballet for ages and I must go right you've inspired me to come yeah Yeah. it's probably looking very different than you remember because dancers are just so much more capable these days. They can jump a lot higher, they can, the legs go everywhere, yeah. the shoes are a bit more comfortable uh, than years ago. 
And my story now that you've mentioned uh, yeah. Darcy Basso, uh, she's she was the Gamzati of the DVD that I used to watch in La Baia Dea DVDs, this ballet that I used to watch so much when I was, you know, 14, 15, back in Brazil. And I just fell in love with her as well. She was one of, like, my to-go ballerinas. And when I joined the company, I was the first soloist and did the ballet La Baia Dea, and I went for my costume fitting because we always have that. I was wearing Darcy Basso's tutu. Wow. Did you kind of How think? Can that even? Is that what am I doing happen? here? I looked inside. We have like this little tag with yeah. the surname and the year they did it. And now I was wearing. I remember watching this woman dancing and falling in love, like it was a little girl back in Brazil. So you know, now she's been my coach. Um, oh really? So you yeah. so you worked with her yeah. and met her and oh wow wow wow. It's just is a she, whole cycle. It's is crazy. she teaching ballet now? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And because she's done so many of the big roles, she has so much to share and, and yeah. give. And she's really good, good fun in the studio. She you yeah. know, she tries to take the pressure off because it, it is tough. But if you enjoy working on things, then you have to because yeah, yeah. you know get, have to get through the, the bad times. Um, but yeah, and we're very good friends now, and Aww. it's just crazy. Well, she seemed lovely. It seems like, but everyone I've met in the dance world have been, mm, well, our mutual Helen. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But they're all gorgeous too. So look, I'm going back to the jewellery. So we've got the lovely um, silver feather necklace, which was given to you kind of twice. Can we say it was given to you twice? Yes, yes. <laughs> You've had it twice over. But by two people that I really appreciate and love so much. So, right, it's, so it lovely. means a lot to me. That, um... And then we've got the um, gold little silver earrings, dangling, which is the same um, um, feather as on the necklace, but they're just done slightly differently in gold, which was given to you by... Uh, a friend called Annette Bouvelli and her yeah, partner, yeah. Harry Churches. They both ballet dancers. And that was after Swan Lake, which was Yeah, which it was, was my lovely. debut present. Very special. I, yeah, I wear it a lot. And then, and then, cute signature piece of ours is the bee, which is lovely. Yay. Nice to see the bee. Hello, bee. I love that bee. I gave that <laughs> one to myself, actually. Good. I went into the shop one day and I just looked at it and I I thought I think it was straight after the pandemic. I think when things were starting to open again, and yeah. I just thought I'm gonna give myself something so that I can get through. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like love it. it it's good and I always get a comment like whenever I'm wearing these jewelries, I always get oh this is so lovely it really suits you they all suit me oh it's very really sweet very nice for you to bring three pieces of mine in but I think we should also photograph the pieces you're wearing at the moment because you look great with the pieces you've got on mm. and I think um, we should credit the boyfriend for buying such nice pieces because those earrings you've got on are fantastic mm. do you know where they're from? no I don't know where they're from it came in a you know not um, design yeah. Sort of, so he's probably just found it somewhere. He's good at finding things. Well, he's a good one. He's, he's a keeper. Taste. But that's the thing, you know, I've always liked big jewellery. I think just like already said, um, maybe because my family is like Brazilian and they like the heavy stuff. But actually, when they are very subtle like that, and it's just, it's an add up to your personality. And like, as you can see, I am quite a feathery person. There's always some sort of feathery. Yeah, but you haven't leafy. got the like the big 
you know, you'd expect Brazilian, you know, maybe to have a bit more bling and you know, yeah. some he- some heavier pieces. But they're very yeah. they're very fine and delicate. I guess I guess you being a dancer, you're kind of yeah. your movement and everything's quite fine and delicate. Yeah. Anyway, my partner so. actually doesn't like when I rehearse with um, all these because sometimes I do. Well, if it bothers the partnering, I always take it off, but. I just think it's so we you know we we dance looking at the mirror all the time. We want to look good and feel good. Yeah, yeah. So I would not like to not have anything. Maybe this is a bit too much to rehearse a part of the day if you're going up. It's like <laughs> would definitely slip off. But you know, it's I I think it's quite feminine to 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 have it. Um, a little something we had a problem with the we did a, a pineapple necklace that was a bit longer and then when people did yoga if they wore it it would it was just the right length to clunk them in the teeth they were oh complaining that they got clunked by the pineapple but you know um, I just said hey take it off I, get, I also give loads of like I'm gonna show you gifts to people so this is an Ida Yanovsky. she is a oh. and I gave this to her oh I love that one fed because she's a very tall dancer was and then now she's our coach and she loved it she always thought she sent me this picture and it's just gorgeous that is so nice Maya just showed me um listen i'm just saying for you because you can't see Maya's just showing me a picture on her phone of, of a beautiful dancer wearing a um a gold feather so mm-hmm. that's nice hey and that's great it as a present as well because it feels like i'm buying it for myself but i go in there but then actually well, if it's big it's one that you really love i i don't mind you can imagine, I have three daughters, and Ooh. my wife and three daughters, so, and it's my sister's birthday recently, and my daughter's 21st, so it's like jewellery, 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 and my problem is remembering what they've got. So, oh, yes, it's on repeat. Oh my God, I know my sister loves long, silver, dangly ones, and I'm like, I can't know, I can't remember what ones I've given or what ones I haven't, so, anyway, we'll sort something out. Um, yeah, so, so it's, it's good, I'm... I'm kind of lucky because gifts are always sorted out up for women not so much for men because i don't know any men that wear cufflinks good so what's this you're off to germany for your performance when's that uh so that's this weekend yeah good luck. So we're going this friday yeah good and luck we're going to have Juliet fun Juliet as well well am i allowed to say good luck to dancers is it like acting are you you don't say have a good one good luck mer. great <laughs> actors say break a leg that wouldn't be a very good break thing to say to a dancer would it um um, great. And then where are you going from here? I mean, career-wise, is it all about just staying as principal dancer and perfecting? Or do you have any, any aspirations or dreams as to where? I mean, it feels like you're, you've kind of got to the top and it's brilliant. And so why would you dream of anything else? But yeah, I was just wondering if you had any plans or thoughts or dreams. Yeah, of course. I think that, you know, for so long, my dream was to become a principal dancer for the Royal Ballet, which was what I was working for and always dreamed about. And yeah, like you say, now it's the top, but it goes beyond because you really want to make the most out of the hard work you've put. And it's actually harder because you're so much under pressure for every performance you do. But we also get invited to perform everywhere around the world. So I've got a very busy um, summer coming up, uh, starting from this weekend. And then afterwards, we have another gala in Hamburg. And then we have uh, two shows in Greece. And then I go to Brazil. My sister's getting married. Wow, my elder wow. sister. I'm also like three girls in the family of the middle one. Ah, uh, nice. So my elder one. Yeah. The, That's so the nice. Getting married. So 
Oh, your dad must be um, so proud, but also, yeah. is he a crier? I'd be a crier. Yeah, this, my yeah. dad is the softest thing in the world, like anything. He, my mom is like the doer, and my dad just tags along. <laughs> um, I like him. But he's I like adorable. Him. He's so adorable. And so, yeah, we're going for this big family do, which is so exciting, and Matthew's coming for the very first time. He's wow. never been to Brazil. He's fluent in Portuguese, Brazilian, almost, of course. Yeah, almost fluent. Um and after that we have to spend 20 days there we also perform in brazil because i thought it would just be important to because i haven't danced in brazil for so long it's really hard to manage dates and you know how the repertoire works this time we're doing a version of romeo and juliet in rio de janeiro wow and also south brazil joinville and so we've got three performances so it's going to be a bit of work a bit of beach time even though it's winter it's still 27 degrees i mean you can you can go to the beach still and i'm really looking forward to that and then we come back and we're gonna go to sardinia um oh we'll just come back so you're performing in sardinia yeah yeah lovely outdoors theater so looking forward to that as well yeah, and then the season starts again. Oh so, it, it, so it's, it's one. It's like a, a wheel that yeah. comes around each time before you know where you are. Yeah. Now as a principal, I get a bit more freedom to do other things outside, you know, our amazing theatre here in London. Um, and yeah, the title really helps you to go around and work yeah. with other people. And yeah, it's been amazing really to have the space to see other things, see other companies, work with other companies and other dancers. It's yeah. uh, very re- refreshing. So it's been amazing. Yeah. Um, if you think there's something like something quite accessible that you're doing at the uh, English National Opera or, or in London, will you let me know and can I come and see? Oh yeah. So just like the Royal Ballet. Yeah, yeah the Royal Ballet. Yeah. I think probably something because I'm a, a, being a bit of a novice. I probably need like entry level accessible, you know, a, yep. a, a classic or a something that I can understand. I can put something together for you, like a couple of shows, like different styles, maybe not too heavy one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've got very varied. Because I'd love to see you dance, but if you can just recommend something for me one day when you think, oh, this is something that Alex like, then I'll sort out some tickets and come yes. along with, with Denise. Because no, I would no, love no, to. Because you've to totally made me realise how bad I've been living in London. I haven't been for years and years and years, and I just haven't thought about it. We but. only do 120 shows a season. I mean, how could you miss that? <laughs> do you know what it is? It's living in London. Sometimes you sort of, because everything's here, you think no, it's always here, and you, and you sort of forget to use it all properly. So quite often I meet people in London and they've never been to the Tate Modern or, you know, these galleries, and it's like, oh, come I on. I totally get you. I... To be honest, I hate missing opportunities, and Matthew is very much like that. And I feel like in London, it's just impossible to do everything. There's so, so much, much, so much to catch up on. That's why we make our evenings when we have it off from dancing so busy to go and see places, but yeah. we still have that feeling that we're not doing enough for how much yeah. there is out there yeah, to see. I'm with you. Oh, but it's, yeah. I, lo- I love London for that reason, really. Because at the same time, I moved here um, to study at the Royal Ballet School. My sister went to Stuttgart uh, to work to study with the John Crawford School. Mm. And the difference of the outcomes, she even stopped dancing after a few years. And I just went, boom, boom, I felt like the city has helped me settle and not feel like homesick because there's so much to see and you make friends and people are friendly. What well, you, you know, on the other hand, she was in Stuttgart in a very cold place and very different um, living styles and routines of so really nice. struggled. Well, that's nice to... Because I think sometimes us people that live here in London, we kind of moan a bit about it when the tube doesn't mm, work and this yeah. and the other. And we forget what a great place. So it's nice to hear it that from you. Anyway, my, I looked at my watch as if it worked and it doesn't. I Thank you so much for your time. 
Can we photograph the pieces of jewellery that you're yes. wearing as well? Yes. Because you just look great in them. Thank you. And thank you for coming. Thank you for being a guest. And thank you for your time after you've been rehearsing all day. And it's a hot day. We've had to sit in this room with the windows shut. So oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And um, next time I'll see you, you know. Da, 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 or whatever, do you know? Lights oh. on, spotlight. Yeah, can't wait. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you'd like to see some of the pieces we've been talking about, or for more information about any of the issues we've discussed, please check out our website and follow the links to the podcast page. You'll also find information on how to share your own stories, give a bit of feedback, or have a look at all the jewellery-related things I've been up to recently. We've also got some great jewellery-making tutorials on our YouTube channel. There's lots to see. Just go to www.alexmonroe.com. Thank you.